0: Welcome to episode 36 of Developer Melange, the podcast about developing software in the 21st century, directly from Vienna, Austria. Developer Melange brings you regular discussions about everything software development. You can find us online on developermelange.com and
1: you can follow us on Twitter via devmelange, that's dev, M-E-L-A-N-G-E.
2: We are very keen on learning what you think about this show or the podcast itself. So please reach out to us on Twitter or leave your comments on our website. We appreciate all your feedback. If you like to pay our drinks in a future episode, please contact us. And now
1: here are your hosts.
0: My name is Peter Kovler, the Code Corp. Obviously, I'm fanatic about clean code.
1: My name is Christian Haas. I am a developer who embraces extreme programming.
2: My name is David Leitner, I'm co-founder of Square Solutions, a Viennese software company and describe myself as an enthusiastic software professional who is working on various projects using a bunch of different stacks and environments. And I'm very happy to welcome Gashwa to for today's episode. I I was lucky enough to be able um, to name Gashwa as a former colleague of mine. I think he had a big impact on how I think about quality and especially meaning Full and sustainable software automation, as he is the mastermind behind the de facto standard um, BDT tool 4.net, which is named SpecFlow. I welcome Gus at international conferences on test automation and an absolute thought leader in this area, who is now mainly working as a coach, trainer, or just as a BDD addict. His consultancy company just turned five years. With all this said, and without any further ado, welcome to
3: the show, Kashpa thank you thank you hello everyone
2: Uh, do you do you want to add something um feel free um to to add something I, i tried to make your make your introduction as 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 360 degrees as possible but but the chances are still high that i that i missed something
3: no no that was that was absolutely perfect cool
2: we decided in the in the, in the, in the pre-discussion of this podcast that we start with a quite interesting question and Gaspar was not willing to give us the answer before, so I'm now even more eager um, to hear his answer. So, Gaspar, do you think that PDD is already well known enough or do we need an intro in what behavior-driven development basically
3: is? Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, so, I like this question because uh, I think there are different aspects of this question. And if you, are, if you would, would have asked that whether people are generally have heard about BDD and have some impression about what BDD is, then probably the answer would be yes. So nowadays, many people have heard that there is something called BDD. There is a tool called Cucumber or specflow. You can write given them based scenarios. So from this perspective, I think people have a good general awareness of what BDD is. On the other hand, uh, if you would think that, that these answers, that there is a tool, there is a, there are given band-based scenarios, whether it really describes BDD, then the answer would be probably not. And, uh, and BDD, and maybe many people are also saying that yes, BDD should be or is a collaboration technique, but this part of BDD is not so much well known. So uh, typically, when I start a discussion, uh, with, with, with developers, testers, they have some preliminary knowledge of about bDD, but after a while, when we go into the details and especially when we are exploring this 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 uh, this, uh, this conversation part or collaboration part of BDD, then they typically hear, hear new things and uh, so so the answer is yes and no at the same time, so people know about bDD, but they probably don 't know necessarily the full extent of it or the full essence of that.
1: Okay, so you say that BDD is not just the four lines of scenario, given when and then, it's rather, like I say, a collaboration and or even a practice uh, that you have to, well, also train and learn in terms of receiving experience to know, okay, where are the pitfalls and how to expand on it.
3: Exactly, exactly. Uh, obviously, given and when, then and, and the two cucumber is a very very easy to easy to see and easy to address parts of that and i can maybe even say that uh, this form of testing purely testing has even some benefits because maybe for some people it helps them to to better structure their test cases but 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 definitely uh, in long term if you are just translating your test into given then then and run it with cucumber that will not make a huge impact in your, in your efficiency. And as you said, uh, it's more like a practice and the uh, and process that you have to integrate into your, into your, into your development pipeline and, uh, and, and figure out how this can really help you and not just uh, having an additional overhead uh, on your stack.
1: Right, so I guess the, the, at least the language, I, I see the thing that there are well, two areas or at least two rough areas and at least the language itself or at least the formalized structure of describing a behavior, let's call it this way, helped in, in my previous company, for instance, to to formalize also requirements and then also tests on almost all levels. So not just on, high, that would say, high-level and acceptance test, but rather requirements, the story descriptions, then also component and unit down to unit tests even. It helped, well, because it's pretty much a mapping of arrange, act and assert with slightly different names at that point.
3: Even arrange, act and assert are very strange words. Words, I, I, I don't know what the real origin of these three words are, but I'm pretty sure that that the act part, or maybe the arrange part, or that, or the assert part was just uh, brought into this tripleness so that uh, that, that we can call it triple A. So typically, people don't have this. This is not a this is not a language that you are that you are using in your in your daily basis. If you are just uh, explaining something to your to your friends or to your colleagues or to your wife, then typically you never use these words arrange, act, and assert. Or at least I have never never used. Uh, mm-hmm. BDD brings in. Uh, a conversational aspect by using words that you normally better use in your in your conversation so so explaining something that given this and this happened to me and then when when i did this then 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 this was the result that's something that that you can imagine in a in a coffee uh, break conversation as well so this is just helping you to to a little bit put more life put more more validity uh, into, into the test cases, because I think in many cases, uh, the problems with our tests are that, that they are too, too artificial. So, so yes, we have to collect some data in order to be able to execute something, but then, then it just becomes data and it, it just loses the connection to the real problems. And uh, by explaining this with, with more natural language, uh, you have a chance to, to keep it closer to the, to, the, to the original problems that you need to solve.
1: Peter, for instance, did you uh, did you have an, in one of your clients, for instance, some experience on BDD? Was it was it used?
0: Did you see them work with it? How was it? I think it does uh, totally, as Kaspas said. So uh, they have heard of it. They were kind of interested in the tooling. They might even use the tooling. They might think they do BDD, but they had no idea what it's what's the point, right, so um, maybe it gave them already some benefit by maybe focusing more on uh, like, uh, maybe how I call it, uh, focusing on behavior so that the test cases are more reflecting the end user perspective that is supported by the gherkin, right, or by cucumber Um, that's a benefit whatever the tests do it's a benefit, but all these things that especially the conversation and the I think there is this uh, three amigos is also part of, of the story, right? Uh, they haven't even heard of it. So, well, that's the powerful parts, right? So they're using the tool, but they're missing on the powerful part. And it totally reminds me also like on object orientation. So we are using class and extents, but we have no idea about composition or, or happens. And TDT, when we all said so... Um, so yeah, I totally agree with that.
3: I absolutely agree. This is a very good analogy. So whenever you are calling a method of a class, you very rarely think that you have actually sent a message from one actor to the other where where the original concept of, of object orientation would come in from. Would come from
2: but I think, uh, as far as I observe at, at clients, um, which where a lot of them use BDD, and and especially in the JavaScript ecosystem, right, PDD is very popular because it's 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 much easier without lots of additional tooling um, to to start to use BDD and, and Kirkins. Um, but the the problem I see, and that's that's reflecting what you and what Peter said, is that usually it, it doesn't it doesn't leave the area of developers, right? Usually it's, it's just a tool to write more fancy unit tests or maybe integration tests and, and to think, hey, this is now cooler because it's easier to read. Um, but opening the discussion with stakeholders, opening the discussion with, with, um, with, with the business is, is usually, or the domain experts, is, is usually not done, right? And, and that's the question how, how this could be enforced or how this could be more made explicit um, that this is the, the fundamental idea, and if you don't do this, you lose. I don't know, 70% of, of all the advantages, right? So,
0: so is that uh, like the, the biggest advantage? So, Gosta, sure. what would you say is the, the biggest single impact of all the things included yeah. in PDD?
3: I see. I, I don't think that there is a single biggest impact. So, um, I think it, it's more like depends on, on on the on the concrete situation and where where are the where where the bottlenecks are, and um, but just to, to come back to this, this topic, because it was very well said that, uh, that in many teams, PD just remains at the devs or maybe test engineers uh, level and it doesn't go out to the, to the business and how to, I think you've you used the word enforced or forced uh, to do that. I think, at, at least for me, my story was something like that. I'm kind of a hardcore developer, so... I like technology, I like coding. I have been coding for many years, and uh, I generally, I, I think I'm a good coder. But, but uh, the more I observe the mistakes I have done, the, the more I realized that the problem was that I wasn't aware of the problem that I'm going to solve. I had a great solution because I had all the, the, the technology in my fingers, but I wasn't really aware of what the problem I, I I really would like to solve, and this is why the things went into a, a, a wrong track. And uh, funnily enough, this has been even true if I was making, uh, for example, uh, uh, um, some some home tool or something like that, where I was the source of the requirement as well, just like for example with SpecFlow. Uh, You can even find some traces of that in specflow as well. Even though that I was the the source of the requirement, I was the one who, who was implementing it. Even in this setup, I was going off track many times because I had to realize later on that I wasn't really aware of all the extent or all the aspects of the problem. And because I wasn't really aware of the problem itself, even though that I was able to do good coding, my code wasn't solving the right problem. Probably uh, that's something that 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 you say that uh, that uh, maybe I was solving the problem right, but not, but not solving the right problem or something like that, and uh, and and that's very important, especially if you are if you are working on a team where BDD is inside, just inside the developers. It's not something like that you have to go to the business and say that, hey, business, you should look at our scenarios every week twice, because otherwise this is just an overhead for us. But you should first step back and realize that the better knowledge of about the requirements, the better understanding of the requirements is something that ev- that, that also the developers, also the testers need. and uh, And from that perspective, you can even practice BDD. You can practice even the collaboration aspect of BDD, even if you are alone. You have to separate the, 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 the times where you are thinking about what you want to solve and then how you are solving it, the problem space and the and the, the solution space. This is very, very much going hand in hand, similar to the te- test driven development where you are either writing a test or writing the code, but never mix the two things up. Uh, so, uh, and, and and if you do that, then then it, so if you are trying to, to to come up with some some interesting examples for the problem that you that you that you want to solve or need to solve, then suddenly you realize that uh, that. Uh, that there are some context, there are some, some, some uh, surrounding of the problem that you were not, not aware of. You realize that, oh, okay, but what happens if this is in a different situation? How, this, how does the, what, what, what is the good, what is the expected outcome? So you start thinking about the, the problem. And if you are doing that and you are capturing these into given and dance, and if you are trying to, trying to force yourself to stay in the problem space and not, not jump into the solution space, uh, then your scenarios become readable and become more describing the problem domain and not just tests. And if you have those scenarios, it's much easier to show them to the, to the business. And, the, and if you are showing them to the business, then the business will see that, ah, okay, this is suddenly something that I can understand and something that, that, that we can start talking about. And, uh, and maybe if the business sees that, then they are also coming up with some ideas that okay, but there is another context, there are other variation of situations where where the problem uh, is getting into a different light and, 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 and they could even express this that that using that language. and then slowly step by step, incrementally just uh, becomes a kind of language that uh, that, that, that is uh, strict enough or, or formal, formal enough to be able to turn that things into 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 tests or something that drives the development, but still stays on the on the uh, on the on the problem space and not uh, going into the into the solution space. And and if you just think about some concrete examples, typically people see the problem in a way that right now I have to maybe uh, implement some. Mm-hmm, whatever finalized order kind of functionality, then well, actually, for finalizing the order, I need to have a bunch of data because I need a user, I need some configuration data, I need some 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 product catalog, I need to have this, I need to have that. and, and people are typically just putting that into a scenario. They just got a giant uh, given then then or mainly mainly given, 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 then, then then things with a lot of data. And then finally, if you are looking at that scenario, and, and of course that will be working as test, at least at that time, but if you are looking back at that scenario, just because of this many different, many, many uh, uh, data and, and, and context set up, uh, you don't really see the, the point, what is the interesting part of finalizing an order. And uh, so this is when, when, when the problem, when the scenario is, start, is, is somehow implemented or created from the, from the solution thinking. Uh, you have to be brave with yourself, forget about how you will do automation. Now, just try to explain the problem, try to try to write down the problem as you would explain it to your friends at a coffee machine. I'm pretty sure that you will not list uh, the entire product catalog when you are want to just say it, uh, to your friends uh, what you are working on, but you will naturally focus on the things which are really interesting on that what is the credit card provide i don't know what uh, the concrete pro- it depends on the concrete problem but but what 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 that's that's a good way of of seeing that and then you suddenly start to 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 see this collaboration aspect collaboration is a very strange thing because collaboration cannot be enforced so you cannot um, we have seen or you have also seen that scrum and agile tried to do that so we were they were trying to put everyone into the same team room, everyone into a same stand up meeting, and then what happened? Typically nothing. Uh, people were just so, still working isolated.
1: It sounds like the more complex a problem is, people are struggling to even understand what the problem is and simply say, simply go to a development team, well, fix it for me. Even though I don't even understand the problem myself. These domains are so complex that they're not easily understood but the customers want these domains to be solved without even knowing how their domain looks like.
0: Yeah. I would say without wanting to pay the price to understand it. Because there's a cost. So, if I have something complex, I can understand it, but that will be more effort, right? I, can, I need to do more analysis and they don't want to do that. And it's a kind of a felony, right? Or it's a lie. So, I cannot do something complicated without the cost.
2: So, we talk about complicated, right? <laughs> just, just to be this guy who asked this question. We're not, we're not talking about complex, we talk about complicated domains, right? Well,
0: whatever it is, like uh, okay. something that is not easy or simple. Uh, because it has okay. like a, a big book of rules or whatever. Yeah, so you want to define what the co- complex domain is?
2: Be complicated, you mean?
0: I think complicated. <laughs> By definition, complicated is I'm not, if you build
3: so I'm not so much in this terminology, but I, I am more so. I think, as far as I see the the core difference between the complex and the complicated is that complicated needs hard work, but it's doable. Complex needs structuring your thoughts. So if, if we are seeing it from this perspective, then we are talking about the complex business. So where we need to decompose the problem as you, you, we were not using this word, but that's actually what we were kind of searching for. We need to decompose the problem first uh, to be able to understand that because just understanding it as a whole is impossible.
2: But isn't a BDD the perfect tool to start to compose the problem by starting with very very abstract given when then scenarios and then trying to break it down um, to more concrete um, scenarios? This is not a perfect tool to go into this direction. Or if you have a very complex domain and if you need to unpack it, if you need um, to 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 make it make it smaller and and smaller
3: pieces. Um. I think so again. What what we are calling BDD? That's an interesting question uh, because uh, because uh, I think BD, BDD is a, is a, is an interesting uh, development technique because BDD itself doesn't bring any new fundamental idea. Even then north uh, was was declaring it like that. He was calling it a second generation uh, methodology, which means that it just composes other smart things that other people have uh, have figured out and, and just put this in put this into a practice. So uh, because of that, it's 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 typically very hard to answer this question that is BDD solves this because it's not BDD solving that, but one of these techniques that that BDD is also using. but uh, but uh, I, I think uh, for the uh, one of the, Key element of decompos- decomposability or decomposing the problem was already in our hands for many years, which is called acceptance criteria. But I think this term acceptance criteria is so much abused, and people don't typically don't know how they they can use this tool. That uh, that that we haven't just we, we just haven't seen or the the value of that, including myself. So yes, I was aware that there is something called the acceptance criteria, and I was just trying to to put up a bullet list of something, but it wasn't really helping me. Um, um, but uh, but but together with BDD, and uh, it was it was just bringing me a uh, into a new level of understanding. Let's say it like that, and uh, and 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 altogether, that was so. Better understanding of, of what an acceptance criteria is, or, or breaking down the problem into. In BDD, sometimes we, we call them rules because this term acceptance criteria is so much abused, and, and in different companies, different uh, understanding of that uh, uh, has been developed. So we just started to rather use a different term so that to, to avoid confusion. And we're just using the word rule rule is something like a something that has to be uh, working that way so if you if you if you think about that then it's very very close to the the original concept of acceptance criteria so how to break down the problem into rules so some something which is uh, which has to be implemented uh, that's, that's there's a first element of this decomposition and the other element and, and that's these are these are just uh, uh, helping each other is that that we have to accept and for me, that was also very hard. I don't know, was very hard. I don't know how about you, but but uh, somehow I thought that uh, that uh, that software industry is a is a technology domain, and things can be properly specified, and and I was just struggling with that because I have never seen a good specification. I have never seen a, a specification that there was no yet another question that I could make, and and I was always thinking that that yes it is technically possible we just haven't reached that yet but after a while i had to realize that this is not possible so we have to accept uh, that uh, that there is no perfect specification um, this, except this for this. very 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 limited domains uh, there is no perfect specification so so we will never be able to describe properly what are the acceptance criteria what are those things that has to be fulfilled Yes.
1: Is this then perhaps because it's always a, a problem with people? Well, not a problem with people, but rather problems that people have that need to be solved. We we seldom solve or implement solutions just for machines. I guess we we, we the majority, just from a gut feeling, we are solving problems that are for people. And then we have well all the aspects of humankind. I,
3: which... I don't know what I don't know what the the real reason is, but but I know that it's somehow related to the thing that. Uh... That that you cannot co- cannot uh, prove completeness. So you can you can prove correctness. So you can maybe prove uh, that that something that you have been written was really as you wanted. But it, you cannot prove that that you have really thought about all the different aspects of that. And uh, and and so that's one part of the problem. So that uh, that no formal process can ensure that you were that 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 you have thought about all the different. Uh, Um, um, ranges of that and the other problem is that uh, that that we are facing is that uh, that we are using anyhow we are using natural language in the majority of the domains to describe the problems and natural language is uh, is ambiguous not only um, and it's not only it's not not a language barrier thing It's not only because I'm not a native English speaker But even if I would be a native English speaker, if you say me a word called user, then probably I have a different impression in my head what a user is. And maybe that impression that I uh, have in my head about user is the same what you were thinking about, but maybe it's not. But since I'm confident that my view of of user is complete and and consistent, I don't start to have a discussion that, okay, wait a second, let's agree first what a user is. So if you would start discussing about the, the requirements, we would, would go along for a very, very long time until they would realize that actually we are talking about different things. And, and probably you have seen this in, 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 in many cases. That's a very common thing that, that after a heated discussion, you just realize that, well, actually both parties were right. They were just talking about different things. And, uh, and, and that's something that, that's the other aspect of, of, of why there is, there is no... Possible there is no perfect specification because if I have written that perfect specification That probably will not answer all of your questions or if you have you'd have written that that it wouldn't answer my question and of course uh, uh, Multiply that that with the number of people who are involved in the project
2: And if you would have written the perfect specification, it would probably be already the source code, right?
3: Yeah, Uh, and by the way, so we don't have to this is not something that we have to reinvent just think about real life which is not software there are plenty of problems like that where things cannot be properly specified just think about law okay so there are law books and describing a lot of rules but still the judge has to make the final decision because just by the law it, you cannot fully precisely uh, decide whether something was a was a criminal action or not or think about traffic right there are it's very very well defined for how the traffic is, how the traffic should work. But still, there are many, many situations where you have to use your intuition, uh, whatever else to to be able to decide what what to do in that particular situation, or even sports. So if you just think about soccer, uh, there is the judge in there. And and sometimes he has to make a decision because because just by the rules, it's not necessarily uh, clear what the answers should be. So I think the world is full of such things. Uh, we we were just living in that illusion that that software development is different, and here we can specify everything per- perfectly.
1: We only have very precise terms that can do only one thing, and not solve all the all the gray areas. So from
3: the exactly. original problem, exactly, exactly, exactly. And and if you are if you are reaching that point, so you are admitting that 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 the problem is not on the other side, the problem is not caused by the product owner who was not able to write the proper specification, but the problem is with us, and we as a team have to solve this, then that's a very good call out for a collaboration. Because now it's not that, that you have made it wrong and I have to fix that, but, but it's, an, it's a problem that we cannot perfectly solve, I mean, it's impossible to perfectly solve, so let's try to solve this together better. Okay, so uh, that's that's what I said. That collaboration cannot be enforced, but but but, but it can be enabled by, by for example, just realizing this fact that uh, that that specification will always be imperfect, and uh, and and then again, you have to go back to the to the real life things. That how how do we work with these things? How do we learn, uh, for example, how to drive a car, right? In I don't know how is it in, in, in Austria. But in Hungary, there is a book where there are a lot of pictures showing exact, showing concrete situations, showing concrete traffic situations, and you have to decide which car should turn right and which car should go first or whatever, which car should go go, uh, as a second. So basically what they are doing, they are just coming up with concrete illustrative examples, which are showing how the rules, how the traffic rules have to be applied. And if you have, le- have read the rules, probably you haven't had a full understanding of that yet, plus you have seen many situations, many interesting examples, then you have a better understanding of how, how, to, how to behave in this situation. So that's, that's and all, many other, other domains, uh, the same technique is used. Even in the Bible, I mean, if, uh, so Jesus is giving concrete examples how those things uh, are, has to be understood, because those are very complex things to understand. Uh, and so basically what specification by example or what BDD is using is the same. So admitting that the, the, the problem cannot be fully specified, and now what we can do, we can try to at least have a, co- a few concrete illustrative examples, which is giving us a better, good, better understanding how this particle problem is fits into the, the landscape of, of, of the problems.
2: Okay, that's, I think this was very interesting. Um, but you, you dropped a couple of, of terms which, which at least made me curious and I'm sure that you heard this question already a couple of times and I'm also sure that you <laughs> don't like it too much, but I still have to ask it. Because you mentioned acceptance um, criteria, you mentioned examples. So, so where do you draw the line between BDD, ATDD, and specification um, by example? Do you see it all as, as one idea um, with, with different names, or do you see uh, different different
3: aspects in in
2: those words?
3: So, for me, these things are essentially the same, just uh, just different names and uh, different wrapping, basically, of the same uh, same concept uh spec by example is trying to wrap it more from the from the example sides yeah. or business yeah. side uh, bdd inherited this tool aspect of that it wasn't really yeah. started like that but somehow it just become like that atdd uh is even more tooly so or at least in more technology like so it sees the problem more from the technology perspective but basically these three things are the same and uh and, and sharing the same concept that you have to decompose the problem and uh, and uh and and you have to come up with some illustrative examples accepting that the examples are not the specification so this is not the specification these are just a key examples that helping us to build up an understanding of the requirements in our head so that we can better uh, better better provide a solution but,
2: but but what do you try to to define them in, in yourgens do you try to define examples or do you try to define or, or nail down acceptance criteria
3: mm-hmm. so, so do you
2: try to nail down the rules or concrete examples which fulfill those rules the
3: the, the scenarios are somehow the counterpart of the examples so one scenario is describing an example and So, because basically a a, a scenario as a test is something concrete. It used some concrete data that even I was using this word to to enter as my name, whatever that happened, obviously this is not the specification. uh, It shouldn't work only with that particular data. It should work with any data. But I was just picking one example, which from some perspective, I felt that this is well illustrating some aspect of the problem. So, so primarily, these the, the scenarios are related to, to examples. Obviously, these examples have connection to the rules or acceptance criteria, which is something, is a, is a kind of legacy that this wasn't really possible to preserve in a feature file for a long time. So, feature file is typically composed of scenarios, so it's a flat structure. But recently, I mean, now, I think uh, more than a year ago, maybe even two years ago, uh, there was... Uh, there was a, a, a change in the, um, in the feature file syntax or what kind of language elements you can use in a feature file. And they have introduced or we have introduced a new keyword called rule, which is basically a grouping keyword where you can group multiple scenarios that are belong to the same rule or that are illustrating the same rule or same acceptance criteria, if you want to say it like that.
0: Uh, something you said made me wonder. So it seems like that it's uh, very suitable to be a grassroots movement. And uh, I was uh, till now I was thinking if development starts doing it, they are missing out on some stuff. But what you said in the beginning was like if it's a grassroots movement, it might be successful because business can start understand what development is showing them. Right? So do you agree that it uh, can be successful and adoption as a grassroots movement coming from from development?
3: Uh, I don't know too much about the grassroots movement, so I, I cannot fully answer that question. But, but based on my my thinking, yes, I think so. Yes.
0: And would you say it's more more like more likely to succeed than than top down, like if management decides that we do BDD now?
3: Maybe, maybe. But uh, every context is very very different, and uh, and and sometimes um, so. I think having some top-level management support for introducing BDD is very valuable because it's one thing to, to try to explore these things and, and explore and understand the, the real value of BDD in a situation where you are relaxed from the, time, from the point of view that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to uh, uh, calculate the ROI of your decisions after mm-hmm. every week but you get a little bit of, uh, of space to explore the things. Uh, so, so from that, that perspective, uh, a high level management support is, is, is beneficial. But, but finally, BDD is about the detailed requirements and detailed requirements are most important for the team who is actually working on, the, on, 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 the, on that uh, particular user story or whatever. Uh, so, so the team has to buy it at the end, I think.
0: I think that was an awesome uh, summary, and uh, now we maybe uh, go over to the uh, community part. So what's going on in the community, David, Christian? Anything going on?
1: Well, a lot. That David is now a, a true grassroots uh, <laughs> presenter.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> T- tell your story, David, uh, what I mean with that. What a,
2: what a joke. <laughs> Well, I think what you mean, Christian, without knowing it in detail, is um, that um, there was a meetup yesterday in Vienna. Um, Vienna, GS, uh, for the first time since a few months, actually, um, where we or where the organizers decided to do it, um, not in a virtual way, but just going outside and, and ensuring that everybody can have the distance which he should have to each other. Um, and the special, the special thing was that we didn't had any kind of kind of um, yeah digital support um, so all we had were a few po- uh, boxes um, in the tree <laughs> so this was uh, uh, actually the stage and a few bikes um, and I, I decided to, to take this chance because they asked me if I could talk about the, the state of single page applications in 2020 and I actually had no clue what to do without without technical support and then I thought back on a talk which is sort couple of years ago. I don't even remember the names anymore, but they did something very similar. They were two, and they were posting post-its everywhere and explaining by, by doing so. And I said, that could be a good opportunity to try this out, because I found this talk back then very entertaining. And it turned out very good. The preparation is not so easy, because all the posts need to be in perfect order, otherwise you're, you're kind of lost. Yeah, um, But I, the Twitter got give quite good feedback on, on, the, on the format and the talk in general, so I hope that maybe others start to do this um, because, yeah, we I really miss this kind of uh, community part um, during COVID and it, it, it
1: worked out really well, yeah. No PowerPoint, then, but PowerPost-it.
2: For post-it. yeah, people treated this is the, the 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 new way of, of 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 coding or something like this. Yeah, so because I also had code on on post-it, so I started with variable a equals I don't know one, right? So I was, I was super fast actually. I think I was faster than than some people are even typing. Yeah. You used
0: <laughs> a lot of post with with large letters. Uh, interesting, but you had a, a like a amplifier for your like a, a microphone or something was on the picture.: Exactly
2: right? yeah, it was even recorded, so the recording will be available at some point in time, but an amplifier was there.
0: But how was yeah. that possible that people in a distance could see your post-its?
2: I, I think they didn't all see the post-its. Um, they, they just followed what I said. I, I mean, there's not too much content on the post-its, right? It's, it's one word actually. Not never more than one word, right? So if you post it there and if you say what's, what's standing there, it doesn't really matter if to see it, right? But you can kind of create a structure with post it. Yeah, so you, can, you, you can start moving nice
0: your picture. hands. So exactly. so I see new, new formats coming up. Maybe I use bricks and then with the bricks I'm creating <laughs> some structure and then everybody can see the structure. And uh, I don't and know. Yeah, always, but why not?
2: Always space for creativity, yeah. Well, what about you, Gaj? I mean, you also work a lot in consulting, and and you give a lot of trainings. Um, what are your 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 favorite um, conferences or meetups in in,
3: in times of COVID? Um, I think from the conferences point of view and meet meetups point of view, I think I haven't really found my way yet. So uh, trainings I have now done online quite many times, and I feel like. Doing the training online is almost as good as, as doing, doing it in-house. So with that, I'm kind of satisfied, so to say. But the cool. conferences I really miss. I have been attending a couple of uh, online conferences, but for me, that wasn't really giving the same feeling. So um, so I, I'm really struggling with that. Uh, um, actually, usually, I I'm go, I go re- relatively many com- to relatively many conferences, and therefore, the talks... Many times I have seen that talk. So, so, so in conferences, not the talks are the most important for me. Of course, they are also uh, good, but but the, the conversations in between the break, uh, conversation, skipping a session and to sit down with someone and just uh, talking, and that's the thing. So this random uh, 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 meeting someone and start to have a good uh, technical conversation that's I am missing very much and. Uh, and I don't really have seen or have an idea how this could be solved uh, in this situation. Of course, uh, I mean, this uh, such ideas that having a local meetup uh, with, a, with a with a with fewer people uh, with a properly uh, set up context that that could be good. That could be a good al- alternative. But for conferencing, yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm I haven't really found my way.
2: So- that's a very common opinion, right? That, that you, you you miss the usual discussions you have between the talks or at the buffet or wherever, yeah. I mean, there are these yeah. breakout rooms, but it, it's, it's yeah. That, that, think, that's yeah. a
0: problem. And and we kind of, in a small group, we try to have a B-weekly appointment online and it's kind of lunchtime and would be like a water cooler thing, so who is showing up is showing up. Uh, in the network, people also have the same problem like you have. I have the same problems. I'm, I'm missing uh, this uh, unstructured discussions about anything with, with peers, basically. So, but we'll see if that if that works. So it's uh, because it's a meeting again. So people have to show up, and then not everybody has time. So it's on the conference. You're there, right? So you, you can't go anywhere. So you're there. You will show up. People can talk to you. It's. Um, during the day it's a bit more um maybe you need more discipline to make it happen i don't know so we're trying that maybe i can uh talk about it in a few episodes if that helped but i guess you have a lot of good contacts in the in the bdd uh community right you were talking about uh, uh the scottish guy in, in the beginning i forgot his name now sebros yeah sebros and so so you could uh, probably you have a, a regular like online meet already right
3: yes i mean uh with SEB we are because of the book we have a regular meeting and uh we are regularly updating each other and yes really the community uh at least this uh, the, the the ones who were were just there from the beginning is not big so it's just, i don't know 10 15 people and they all know very well each other and we are kind of friends and uh, and uh, yeah, from that perspective, that that part is working. So uh, I think within BDD, I can find good opportunities to have have a chat with someone. Yeah, uh, conferences, of course, that would be a little bit different because there you are just going out of your comfort zone or whatever. So you are not necessarily talking about in your your own primary domain, but but exploring some some new things. Yeah, that's true.
1: All right. So the, talking about uh, getting contacts, um, Gáspár, what would be uh, what would be your advertisement that would that you would want to run? So pretty much this is now your one minute of free advertisement space.
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so basically, what I'm doing uh, uh, nowadays is trying to bring those ideas that we are talking about, trying to be the, bring, bring the collaboration aspect of BDD into Teams. So, uh, uh, so what I like in this and what I'm doing that most of the time is doing uh, trainings, uh, private trainings with, with, with teams, where uh, we are not learning about BDD but practicing BDD, and that's that's always a lot of uh, fun and it's always uh, very exciting. So, so uh, I think that's that's my that's anyway my primary income as well. So, if someone wants to find me, then then I think that's a good uh, uh, connection point. But of course, we also have the book with uh, with several. Uh, it's actually it's a book series. Uh, we we started to call them BDD books, uh, so you can find them on bddbooks.com. And uh, and actually, we have the first book already released like uh, one and a half years ago, called Discovery. This is talking about the the collaboration aspect of BDD. And currently, we are working on the for, on the second one, which is called Formulation, which is how to write about how to write down these things into proper. Uh, BDD scenarios, and with the formulation currently, we are in the in the in the phase that we have uh, uh, we have completed the first draft of the book. Uh, we we sent it out to reviewers. The reviewers have given feedback, and right now we will need to work on the feedbacks and, uh, and finalize the book. So uh, hopefully, as the, the summer will be over and we will be in a better mood of working, then uh, then we will be able to. Uh, finish it soon, but it's only limp, limp up, so uh, you can already see the current version uh, there.
2: And I think it's important to mention that you provide trainings which are as good as classroom trainings remotely, right? So, what is the right address to get to get into touch with with you about
3: this? Um, so, my my company is called Spec Solutions. So. Specsolutions.eu is is the is basically the URL, and there you will find uh, my my course offerings, and and for the courses, I have been attending also a lot of courses, and and I have seen boring courses, and I have seen better courses as well. But I'm always trying to do, and which is a great fun. So it's not it's not only work. It's really a, it's really fun to make a course in a way that 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 people enjoy it, and then they just. Uh, uh, the best part of that is, is if I, I'm seeing the, the, this transition, that they are just uh, coming into the room or in the, into the Zoom session uh, with, with, ah, this is just a regular training, probably I will use the time to answer my emails while the speaker is gonna talk And then uh, uh, through the exercises, there is a transformation and uh, and they become active and they are uh, become active with each other and then start to have good conversations, good questions. That's something that I, I really like. Cool.
2: Then I would say that that's it for today. Thanks, Kashpa for joining us again. Um, it was a great pleasure to talk to you. And hope to see you soon for the next delicious cup of developer, Menage.
3: Perfect. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. See you.